Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, film enthusiasts and newcomers alike, prepare for a cinematic journey like no other. Grab some popcorn, dim the lights, because it's about time you watch this. Hello and welcome to another episode of It's About Time You Watch This. It's Chris. Give me a J, give me an O, give me an S, give me a H, it's Josh! <laughs> I like it. We are back for an interesting episode. And look, one that I, it's a movie I thought you would really love and actually shocked me when you said you hadn't seen it. Mm. Um, today we are looking at the early 2000 cheerleading comedy, and early 2000 I mean year 2000 yeah. cheerleading comedy, bring it on. Ever been to a cheerleading competition? They've got all the moves. We have fun, we work hard, and we win national championships. But now, they've got competition. We've had the best squad around for years, but no one's been able to see what we can do. Now it's time to put up or shut up. We're in trouble. Bring it on. Okay, so I honestly was shocked, Josh, when you said that you hadn't seen this movie. It's one that I've always thought I had watched it. Yeah. Because the opening song, for some reason, I've seen the video of them performing that somewhere on TV like twice. Yeah. And then my brain thought, oh, I've, I, that means I watched that. the rest of it. But then when I watched it for this, I was like, no, I definitely hadn't watched this before. Well, let's get straight into it because I'm interested to see your take on something because it is, it's an early 2000s, 2000s movie and much like the 90s movies we've done, this is a very 2000s movie. Like oh, it's yeah. a very movie of its time. So let's get the opening thoughts and synopsis. We still, yes, don't, we still don't have, have any, any musical cues yet. So if, if someone can help me out, please, because I'd really like to yeah, send them through. Come we'll on, find, we we'll find someone. We, we need someone to do it for us. Yeah. Um, yeah, all right. So the synopsis of this movie is, it's fairly basic. So it's a cheerleading team who's won a bunch of national titles. They find out that their former captain had been stealing all their routines from mm-hmm. an underprivileged school. Yep. Um, and then they decide to prove to everyone that they can actually come up and do their own thing. And they compete with the underprivileged school who are ready to take back their cheers. That's, and that's, the that's plot. it. And they go to national the national championships. That's that's the plot of this movie. Mm-hmm. Very straightforward. So with a couple of love interests thrown, well, a little in bit of a there, love story in there as well, and some friendships and some life lessons and all that sort of stuff. But, but that's it. Going in first couple of minutes of this movie, what were your initial thoughts? Because it does open obviously with that tongue in cheek musical number. What were your thoughts when that started? And you were like, it was very 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 funny song. I as you said, I knew instantaneously that it was going to be tongue in cheek. Yeah, it, like we. We know why we're here. We know we know what the, we know what this movie is going to be, um, which, as you said, time. It's a movie of its time. Um, yeah. I don't know. I'm just trying to. It it had the the vibe of Ten Things I Had About You. Yep. Um, that's one of the only like nineties teen yeah, movies. Yeah, late nineties. That was ninety nine. I'm pretty sure Ten Things I Had About You. So yeah. So uh, same it felt same like that. era. Yeah, and yeah. it was. It was that era of teen comedy. That teen romance. Teen comedy. Because um, it. <laughs> Now that I actually think about it, that was literally it yeah. for a lot of that time period. Yeah. There were so many. But again, you don't see we don't see any teen comedies anymore. Well, you see, well, you see them on, I guess, like Netflix and Amazon now. You don't see any big ones. I mean, there were the two franchises of um, which I had to sit through, mm. which was the Kissing Booth. There were three of them. I don't yeah, know but, if you know of that. Yeah, and then to all the boys I loved before. We've that was been, we, that was another. We've been one. rewatching to all the boys I love before in our house recently. Yes, 
Um, we've watched that multiple times in our household. Geordie loves those movies. Okay. But again, they're streaming service ones. They're not... Theatrical, yeah. Theatrical. And Got they're you. not comedy comedy. Like They're not like this. They're not that tongue-in-cheek, no. this 10 Things I Had About You where there is yeah. real comedy beats in them. Yep. There's none of that in those sort of shows. They're, another they're, one they're that serious I, teen dramas with a yeah. little bit of love in there. Like They're not... There's another one that I have always wanted to watch, which I haven't. It's got um, Freddie Prince Jr. She's all... She's all that. You haven't seen She's All That? I know. But then, the, and then oh. I saw, I was on one of the streaming services and I saw that they remade it with the kid from Cobra Kai. And he's all that? Yes. Yeah. Yes, I'm, that, I, I don't want to watch that. That is the thing that happened. But that I want to watch She's All That because that's one that I always see the poster for. But I'm just. I reckon once Jordy comes back, we might have to launch into a um because there's a lot of those movies I don't think she's even seen as well. She's mm. definitely seen Ten Things I Had About You, but I think that that late nineties because she was only young, obviously in the late nineties as well, and you weren't even around at that point. Uh, <laughs> makes me no. feel really friggin' old. But um, <laughs> there's a lot of those those sort of teen comedies that she hasn't seen either. So I reckon we might have to delve into a bit of a, a run of those when she's back. So sounds like a plan. Let's get into the categories: favorite scenes or scenes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Okie dokie. Favorite scenes. Them trying to make that first pyramid. Oh, when, yes. When she first where, becomes captain. Yeah. When she first becomes captain, that was pretty hectic. Well, we touched funny. on it just before, but that opening scene, mm. that, that song oh, number, yes. like, for me, that's. What is it like movie? an anthem? It is a, well, it's not an anthem. really an anthem, but it, it's something that I think if you went up to anyone my age mm. and said that, I'm sexy. I'm cute. They would instantly sonic trigger without even knowing it. Go, I'm popular to boot. Like <laughs> it's just something that seems to be ingrained in my generation's head because it was. This was a like we'll get to the budget and stuff a little later on, but it, it was a cult phenomenon when it came out. Like How everybody many? knew this movie. Everybody saw it. Like the yeah, she puts the itch in bitch. Yeah, she puts the ass in mass. Like put the, that's we don't that want to became, put the dot in dumb. That became a thing that people just. Like that was it's like that fetch was how we, from Mean Girls. It was how it was. It's same thing. It had that much of an impact on the culture that people started referencing it. And there's only a couple of movies I can think of in the last twenty years that have done that. This, mm-hmm. Step Brothers, Anchorman, mm-hmm. and Mean Girls. The Anchor. What's your one for Anchorman? Because there's one that that oh, I. That, that, what's my one from Anchorman? That because there's one that I do from Anchorman all the time, which is the um. Sixty uh, percent of the time, it works, works every, every time. time. That um, <laughs> loud noises. Oh yeah, <laughs> and it, basically anything from Brick. But that Step Brothers, <laughs> as I said, yeah, Mean Girls as well. Um, she doesn't even go here. <laughs> yeah. like, there's there's certain movies that have that 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 line. It becomes a part of culture. Yeah, and this movie has so much of that that we sort of. It's funny though because like I didn't know. Yeah. Like th- th- this is one that I don't know much about. Like yeah. I had heard Fetch before Mean Girls. Yeah. But for this movie, I honestly, I didn't know any of but it. But that's even some of that stuff, like the way they talk and stuff, that was more in American schools, I guess, than, yeah, true. than here. But that was how they spoke. Like that was mm. the sort of shit that was being bandied about and that sort of stuff. It was. Do you reckon for promotion for this episode, we could walk around Colac and say the first two lines of that song and see if and anyone see who would repeat d- it? Maybe we could. Yeah. Then we get a microphone and a little camera and we'll go around and find some people <laughs> and just see if it does, if I'm right or not. Because I honestly feel like most people my age would, especially more probably more women um, than men probably, and we'll get into the, the, the gender stuff with this movie a little bit we'll later see. on as well. But um, but that scene, yeah. It, the it's, triangle. You know. Oh, no, yeah. yeah, the start. 
And it, it's just that, you know, taking the piss of cheerleaders to what everybody thought of them, you know. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. swear I'm not a whore. Like that stuff, like you're like, that, that's what people thought of cheerleaders before going into this movie. Yeah. And we learn so much about what cheerleading actually is by the end of it. Mm-hmm. Like the mm-hmm. credibility of it by the end of it, if that makes yeah. sense. Uh, lose a sneeze. Oh, yes. And that, again, uh, that's something that's a, of its time as well, I reckon. Yeah. Like, you don't... There's no way that that insult would... Like, people just laugh. I saw a video on Instagram the other day where it was an typical American bully next to an Australian bully. Oh, I saw bully. that video as well. And it's I saw so it funny because the Australian just, like, drills yeah. into him. Like, Mate, what's wrong with you? <laughs> he's like, oh, yeah? yeah he's like, Mate, just fuck, shut the fuck up. Like, it was, <laughs> I saw so, that as well. It's very it's good. So it, funny. Um, I had when uh, when Missy tries out for the Chilean squad and and just the audition process. The audition in general scene there, is like, very funny. So good. It reminded me of. Uh, have you seen all the Diary of the Wimpy Kid movies? No. Oh well, in the first one, I know of the books. Yeah, in yes. the first one, the main character. Um, auditions for a talent show. See, this is like the opposite now. Just <laughs> like if, say, yeah. if I were to say this, this to anyone else, now. Yeah. like they sing um, Total Eclipse of the Heart by Bonnie Tyler and hey. he sings it like perfectly, but everyone else sings it shithouse. Yeah, yeah. And so it just reminded me of that, this. So that when you say that song, to me, I go to the movie Old School. Old school. Oh, that's, Will an, that's, one, that's, that's one that I haven't. Oh, that's on our, I think that's actually on our is list it? to do in a couple of weeks, that one. Oh, I'm pretty okay. sure it is because that has Total Eclipse of the Heart, but a far better version. <laughs> and you'll see. Okay. Um, but, you yeah, know, the audition pretty The cool. audition was, that's an awesome set. Like, that, that, that <laughs> Missy's whole bit, got bang. Yeah. Like, everything in there. Then the other one I had was Spirit Fingers. Yep. But, again, that's something that even now, if you go, these a spirit fingers. People know. Like most people my age will go, eh, bring it on. Yeah, spirit fingers. Yeah, very good. Like, um, it's James Twaits, prime example of someone that always bangs on about spirit fingers. He's a weirdo. Oh, wait a minute. Now that you have said, I have heard, heard him, him say, say spirit that. Fingers. Yes. I have. There you go. <gasps> that's, oh, this is where the that's connections. from. Connections. Yeah. That's what I mean. Like, that's, and again, he, he, he's not going out to reference bring it on, but it's become that much of a lexic part of the lexicon that it just gets used. I will make sure that he says it in rehearsal next yeah. for the next one. Do it. I need to oh my god. And These the spirit the spirit, the spirit stick as oh, well. That was stick. a funny funny scene. Yeah, and I'd love to know from actual cheerleaders if there's any actual cheerleaders listening. I know we, we know a couple, but Yeah. Um yeah, one of my friends has just recently taken up cheerleading in Melbourne, so I have to ask him. Someone I am an acquaintance with that I met when I was over in Europe seven years ago is actually a uh, cheerleader for the Atlanta Falcons over in the oh. US as well. So if anyone's actually listening, but let if us the know. spirit stick is actually a, as big a thing. And have you hurt yourself trying to grab it? If it has ever tried and gone if, to if fall on the floor. Almost dropped it. Um, and the other thing I had for favorite scenes was the nationals routines at the end. Yeah. Okay. Like those, those dance routines cool. are so cool. And so you'd hope that they were and they are obviously, but like, again, going back to what we were saying before, this movie shows the other side of cheerleading that, you know, I guess a lot of people probably, oh, cheerleaders, they just go and cheer at football games and shake the pom-poms and, you know, little dresses. And there is art. that side, and sometimes but it is only that sometimes side. Sometimes it can be only but. that, but then you see this side of it where it's national competitions and, mm-hmm. you know, painstaking rehearsals and and, and we know in from the performance side of things, like, there. that's what it's like. But, yeah. um, but for cheerleading, like, it probably didn't, up until this movie, it probably didn't get that recognition. And I think yep. this showed... 
the level of athleticism that goes into that as well. Like, it, it really is People, a sport. One of, one of my notes was, uh, I think it's for the WTF moment, was how do they fly that high? And it's just because practice. Well, let's go into that. The WTF moment. Um, <laughs> sorry. Far out, man. I'm actually really loving my jingles. I don't know if we need someone else to do them. I think well, I'm fair enough. Um, yeah, so throwing them that high, like that's They're not really high. Like, that's not wire work or anything. That, that's the athleticism of these people. That it's insane. Throwing them up in the air, and even my WTF moment was Spirit Fingers guy again. Um, <laughs> but even he says, like, you're all on a diet, and they're like, why do we all have to go on a diet? He's like, because in cheerleading we throw people up in the air, and fat people don't go as high. Yeah, um, no, he he was he was <laughs> that <laughs> his that whole li- character was that a WTF line leads moment. me into. You can't do that anymore. Hold on. I still have oh, you have another track. Uh, my, one of my moments was the boyfriend was with another person in the oh, bed. Oh, yes. And I was like, I could sort of see that coming. But at the same time, I was like, no, what? Yeah. I was confused. I was just like, okay, you do you. Um, and then, But then that character's also played off as, like, he almost feels like a gay character at the start of the movie. Too. I actually thought the same thing. And that's where I thought that was going was, oh, he's yeah. going to be... With another man at college, I thought so too. Not sleeping with that. Like it, it seemed like for how he acts in the movie, like it just because he is playing that. And again, it's something that we'll get into, mm. and you can't. But do at anymore, the same time, it's he a, seems to be playing a, a stereotypical gay character. But then, it's isn't a, he's just a yeah. cheating dog? Like, and it's like that's a prime example of don't judge a book by its cover. True. So true. Um, and then my last one for that was um, the when it got realized that they were stealing, they had stolen the routines. And then they fought back and had their own one because of the choreographer. But then at that first um, big competition, yep. he, the choreographer, has actually been teaching the same routine to like five of other schools. Yep. And the look on Torrance's face when like she's being interviewed and you hear the music start and she's like, hang what? on, that's, that's, that's our music. Our music. What, what's going on? And they run over and it's the exact same routine. Yeah. And that, I cringed. So hard in my chair. Like, I sunk when down they, when, when they, they had, to do, had to do their own dance, even though it had already been done. I was just like, oh, this. <laughs> and you can so tell, bad. like, every person in the audience is doing that same cringe as well. Like, that's the best part of it. Like, oh, watching that audience so being bad. like, what are we watching? Um, okay. And you can't do that anymore. Yeah. And I bring up Spirit Fingers Guy because basically 90% of his dialogue. Yep. I feel like. Um, no. Yeah, you know, report those compliments to your ass before it gets so massive it forms its own website. One, you know, everyone's got a website now. Yeah. A different thing back 20 years ago or 23 yeah. years ago. But but you wouldn't hear body shaming in a movie like no. in a teen comedy anymore. No. Um, yeah, you know, the language the, in general. Two like slurs the slurs. Like the, yeah, the F word and, yeah. and the R word. Like, yeah. again, that sort of disappeared, I want to say, late 2000s in a lot of movies. Like, Especially in comedies, like it was still still happening till probably two thousand eight, two thousand nine. I'm like, happy that it's gone. Yeah, The Hangover was probably the last one I remember it being like predominantly featured. And you go, whoa! Like you, you go back and watch the first Hangover movie now, and it's jarring to hear. I watched the first Hangover movie this year. Like I, I should have actually left it for an episode of the podcast because <laughs> it would have been a great one. But I was like, how have I been missing this my yeah. whole life? It's so good. Anyway, you have you didn't watch the sequels, did you? No, not yet. I don't. Oh yeah! Shut down yeah, the first one. First one's amazing, but yeah. Okay. Um, the other one I had was the football players picking on the male cheerleaders. <laughs> yeah, but that leads to a pretty funny 
<laughs> it does. Like there's some good comebacks and that sort of stuff. But I, I feel like again, in its time, that was yeah. It was probably realistic. Like it was because that's you know, and we've had this conversation. Like when I was in school, when I was in year seven, mm. I was at the state school spectacular. First time that our local schools had done it, and I was out of a squad of fourteen. I was the only guy. So that sort of bullying was constant, like mm. through my school years, constant. Well, I loved it. it. I was the only guy in a squad of 13 cute girls. Like I was living my best life. Um, <laughs> sorry, Jordy. Sorry, Jordy. I've told, her, I've told her that as well. Um, but like, you know, the, the abuse and the bullying from that it's was changed. strong. And it's that's changed. It does, I don't think it exists anymore. Like I think- Well, coming from my perspective as well. Like I, well, I was going to say, now that you, you're a teeny kid. I've done- what I think I did three years of drama being one of two, if not one yep. boy at one year. And I didn't get, I didn't cop much of it. I played football for a little while. Yeah. And some of those boys were a bit. Yeah. But fucked. again, but again, you've, you're one of the guys that's has sort of broken this trend a little bit in that regard, I think. Cause it was for a long, long time. There was theater arts, kids, sports kids. Yep. There was a divide. Especially but, here in Colorado. Especially in our town because our town is a very sporting town. Well, it was, was. was a very predominant We've sport. taken the reins I, th- I think the theatre kids are <laughs> ruling the world. But <laughs> it is, it's kids like you and, and James Twaits as well. We mentioned James earlier. Um, you know, that were you know, playing footy and doing theatre and doing dance and that sort of stuff that have bridged that gap that, you know, okay, well, you know, if they're doing it, it must be cool. Yep. Um. And, and you sort of you get that line like so. There's two lines in this where, where they're picking on Jan. They're like Jan's got spirit, yes he do. And he turns and he's like, dude, you just, just lost. lost. And he's like, they're like, oh. And the <laughs> other one is when they're stretching out the cheerleaders. And he's like, oh yeah, he's like, um, maybe we should join the squad. Yeah, that was like, a bit cringe, but that's sort of that's think, what it was. That's what it was. Yeah. Um. And again, you don't say it anymore because. 99% of that mentality is gone. Yes. It's still a little bit out there, but most of it for the worst part is, is you know, it's a battle we still fight, but it's going. Yeah. Um, and then that into the sexual innuendo that this movie is. Like this movie, and we've said it before, this movie is so horny, but they're not they're, as bad as like, what was, there was another one that you brought that up for. I can't remember what it was. I can't remember now. But it's not. It's not. It's not too bad. No, it's not as bad. But they're supposed to be like seventeen years old, so they're all that, underage, and that's where I'm like. That brought me into another point that I had, which was, hold on, let me find it. It's now. Hold on, they are high schoolers, right? Probably in year twelve. Yep. <laughs> Why are they not doing schoolwork? This is well. That's fair. another point. Like, yeah, they're. they're but again, I guess she says to her mother because her mother's like, "You need to do better at school. You're failing, her. And she's like, "They're your priorities." Not mine. My yeah. priorities are cheering. Like, sure. I guess that's probably their f- focus. Because like, I, too... I can't talk because I spent half my year nine and year 10 wagging in the music room. But like, I, I can't talk. I was at home for that. COVID. Oh, yeah, um, of course. Um, yeah, no. You missed the good wagging in the music room days. Yeah. Well, you probably oh, couldn't well. have done it, Trini. So, <laughs> like college back in the day. Not Half the teachers are probably still teaching there. They weren't like say... saying it, but I used to hang out in the music room with Gilly all the time. It was great. Fair enough. Um, the um, I will say that first school scene... When Cliff shows up, oh yeah, yep. To um, the first time they're like, we've got a new ex- exchange student. It didn't seem like the teacher had been in the middle of teaching the class. It felt like the start of yeah, the day. Yeah, because they the didn't class. learning. And then the bell goes straight, straight away, away, and I'm like, homeroom maybe. What? 
even for homeroom, that's pretty short. Yeah, true. So I was like, Jesus yeah, Christ. Again, it's it's very they're just trying to get they're trying to get out they're of They're just school. trying to show them that they're they're school kids. That's you know, that's the key lessons of this movie, don't give up, teamwork, try something new, don't go to school. Don't go to school. <laughs> or if you go to school, don't spend time in class. Like it's fine. <laughs> Into a standout actor or actress. Um Oh, people, please. <laughs> Send them through. Come on. Yeah, I uh, love it. Jesse Bradford, we just mentioned Cliff, who's Missy's brother. He he was my standout, I reckon. His guitar solo was pretty funny. It was great. She's like, just he, standing he there. He owns any scene that he's in. I think he's yeah. charismatic. They've got really good chemistry, him and Kirsten Dunst in this. That one scene, um, another one of my favourite scenes was, and because it, it's something, it, it can, this can fit into three categories. Mm. It can fit into the acting. It can fit into they don't do this anymore and for favorite scene, yep. which is when they're brushing their teeth. Oh they're yeah, just, yeah. They're just standing there. They don't. They don't Glancing say a single at each word. Other, sort of. They out just of the glance. And that's that's their chemistry. I mean, that's what. That's, and it's so funny. Yeah. So funny. And it works. Like you're captivated by it. Like it's. Yep. Um. Because it's all and it's also just it's a like floating competition as to who can brush their teeth the longest. But I don't think that would work with another actor or an actress. No. Like I think those two just have... They, they did well. Um, I also had Eliza Dushku, who was Missy. Um, she was, yeah, she was pretty in, in Buffy, in the TV series of Buffy before this. Oh, okay. Another Buffy. Another connection. reason to watch Buffy. So she plays uh, an evil slayer in Buffy. I'm uh, sorry. Just evil slayer. You need to watch that show. Too. But <laughs> her know, character, when Missy first comes on, that, that whole audition scene... She's basically playing the same character from Buffy. Oh. It's not until she becomes like a cheerleader cheerleader that the character changes a bit. Right. Um, but like that whole scene, the audition scene, feels to me like she walked off the set of Buffy straight onto, like even the wardrobe. She might have. Wouldn't surprise she, me because yeah. it was about the same time. So Makes um, sense. No, she's a standard. I said, um, uh, how do you say her name again? Torrance's brother. Oh, yes. The little yes, kid. The little kid. He's, he's, he's very, very funny. funny. He doesn't have much... She's growing up so fast. Yeah. And I, one of my favorite uh, parts that had him in it was at the very last um, competition. He's wearing a shirt in the crowd. He's sitting there. He seems so sad. And the shirt just says, cheerleading equals death. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, he's great. And look, we, we should also mention Kirsten Dunst. Yes. And I know we took the lead actor out of it when we talked about the Frighteners, but she is really good. And I would go as far as to say this is probably my – Favorite role of hers, Fair so enough. she was obviously Mary Jane in Spider Man. After yep. this, um, she was Little Kirsten Dunst in Jumanji, in Jumanji, and Interview of the Vampire. She's had some really iconic roles, but this is like it feels like a natural performance. Like, I, I didn't like her as Mary Jane in Spider Man. Oh, okay. I, she just comes across as very grating to me in those movies. Whereas this just feels natural, right? Like feels like that's it's hardly her acting. It just feels like that's her personality. You know what? True. That bubbly fun, like that, just seems like her. Yeah, um, and that's I, I just feel like like she she carries this movie so well. Mm-hmm. Like, um, how did it perform? I'm not how even going to try and sing this one. So this one had a budget of eleven million dollars, Josh. That is only very, eleven million. That is very small. It's a really considering really small. But then, really, you got the school scenes. They're in the gym. They've got her house. Yeah. His house, which could be the same set, The budget really. just would have gone to the two comps. The two comps. And even the first comp was just in a big shed. Yep. So really, yeah, you get they've, you they've done, done pretty well. Like the cast, obviously. But it was a, you know, a young cast, a small cast. There was no big name actors in this. Kirsten Dunst probably the biggest 
Yeah. That I can think I of. I can't. Oh, who else? There's one other person in there. And I was just like, I know you. <laughs> but I don't know why I know you. I thought that one of the girls for the rival team was one of the girls from High School Musical. No, I don't think but she is. They, uh, Gabrielle Union, so she was on my list of um, standout actors as well. She was the head, she was the captain of no, the I was the thinking Clovers. of one of the other but ones. But the three girls under her are actually a girl band. Um, oh. I can't remember what the name is of it is off the top of my head. Um, I'll see if I can find it. But um, they were a girl band. They did the song that plays in the credits after Mickey. Mm. Um, oh, yeah, that's... That, that sort of rap pop song, that was them. Um, oh, I don't think I got that far into the... Cr- oh, no, I don't know. Because, speaking of the credits, another favourite part of this, which I wish they would bring back and do more nowadays because it just seemed to have dropped off, is bloopers at oh, the end yes. of movies. Yes, 100%. We don't get that anymore because it, fe- it feels like such a celebration seeing that and you get to actually have fun with the characters, uh, the actors, yeah. seeing them screw up. Yep. Um, you get to see the fun time that they had on set. like And even like the musical number, like that was the only other time I've seen that mm-hmm. is Blues Brothers. Where, yeah. they, where the cast sing a song at the end. And even though obviously this was, you know, a cover, and I'm pretty sure it was actually the girl band, mm. which was, the the name was Black. Oh. B-L-A-Q-U-E was the name Q-U-E. of it. Q-U-E? That's how you spell it. If, if you've got Spotify, go and listen to some of the tracks. But they were the girl well, band. I hope you have Spotify because that's how you're listening to this. Or Apple Podcasts <laughs> or Stitcher Premium or Google Podcasts. There's lots of ways to listen to our show, Josh. You know that? I only, um, only am Spotify I know you only use Spotify. You're a Spotify kid. Whoops. Uh, the box office was moving 90 million. So nine times mm, its budget it made nearly. Or eight yeah, times its wow. budget. Um, pretty impressive for a teen comedy about cheerleading. Yeah. I mean, like, like, movies with plots like this back in the day would get a lot more money than what they do now. Because, like, you don't see... Like, there's a show that I watch on YouTube. This guy breaks down box office yep. um, every week. And he goes back and does one for, like, um, he does a box office history past kind of thing. Yeah. And he looks back at a weekend. And some of the movies that I see that the amount of money that they rack up, I'm like, if that movie was released today, there's no way it would nah. make that amount of money because people just find it boring. Because yeah. all we have now is remakes and, like, Sequels and, and bigger things. IP properties. They're not yeah. original movies. The only movie that's come out recently that's a comedy, comedy, like, and not based on anything, not... Um, is No Hard Feelings, which came out this year. It's got Jennifer Lawrence and I still haven't actually properly watched it. I've seen like scenes and stuff, but not actually watched the full thing yet. Mm. And I want to because we need more comedies like this. We might need to do that one for this. Yeah, I think we should. Um yeah. it's it's out on digital. I think you can buy and rent it through Amazon now. But I was um, gonna say the same um for Bullet Train. Yep. I think I mentioned that yeah. a couple yeah. weeks ago or whatever. Yep. But when I watched it, but then I've recently found out that that actually did come off a book as well. Uh, and I was like, oh, but when it comes off a little book that no one's really If it's really an independent of, book, then yeah. yeah. It's, um, like, yeah, you just, like, IP just seems to be the predominant thing. You don't get originally written, you know, movies like Brianna, like Juno. Like, do you yeah. remember, Juno was such a huge phenomenon when it came out and it was an, such an original movie. You don't see enough of those Central original, intelligence. All that, sort of, yeah, all that sort of stuff that's just, yeah, even like we mentioned, Step Brothers and Anchorman and stuff, you don't really see those comedy comedies, the big budget comedies as much anymore. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I think it's because, you know, you look at your avatars and stuff and they're all making a billion dollars. Super Mario Brothers making a billion dollars. Yeah. You know, a, a $50 million comedy is not going to make $500 million at the box office. It might no. make $150 million. Um, 
so the studio seemed to be focusing on those big, big films. Yeah. Which, it's disappointing, but um, into the interesting facts. I'm not seeing it now. I've, I've given up. Uh, you've given up? I've given up for this episode. Please, someone, record some stuff for us. Um, that opening song was almost cut from the movie. Ooh. Which that would have changed the I way think it they would have, read it. Yeah, 100%. So the screenwriter, uh, Jessica Bendinger, said she had to fight to keep that in the script. She said, if you cut this cheer, then it's just a dumb movie. Who cares? You need to let everyone know your tongue is firmly in your cheek. There needs mm-hmm. to be self-awareness, which is what it sets it up. Yeah. As we said, like the lines of that song set up the tone of they're taking the piss out of exactly. themselves. But at the same time, it is they do take the piss out of cheerleading, but at the same time, they opened it up to a general audience that might not have realised what it was. Yeah. Um, the film had five spin-offs. All bring it on movies, bring it on all or nothing, bring it on all or nothing's the only one I remember the actual title of, but there's a bunch of different ones. It's like the step-up movies. Basically, yeah. It's the like, same thing. They're all so straight to, many. All straight to DVD. Same with the step like same as the step-ups. Like you they were. Will, I guarantee, and I'd like to know if this doesn't happen to you, but you will most likely walk into any op shop ever in existence, mainly in Australia, mm. and find a copy of a Bring It On movie or yep. a Step Up movie. 100%. I guarantee 100%. Um, actress Mary Shelton, who has never been kissed with Drew Barrymore, was actually supposed to play Torrance. I haven't seen that. Um, no, I reckon I've seen it a long, long time ago. Oh, okay. but, um, but again, that's a, a another movie that nowadays would be very problematic. Oh, okay. She plays like a 35-year-old reporter who pretends to be a high school student to... Yeah, no. Um, but she's never been kissed and she falls in love with the teacher and he thinks she's a student. It's yeah. Oh, my God. God, that it, sounds It convoluted. makes this movie look like Shakespeare, I'll be honest. Um, <laughs> but so Shelton uh, had a couple of meetings, turned down the role to pursue a part in the rival cheerleader movie called Sugar and Spice. Mm. Um, they then offered the role of Torrance to Kirsten Dunst, who turned it down a couple of times before she actually accepted it. So huh. um, There you go. Yeah, which is very, very interesting. Um, speaking of casting, we had uh, Jesse Bradford, who played Cliff, um, yep. his brother, both Jason Schwartzman and James Franco auditioned for that role. Jason is, is he the spot in across the spot of, there's a Jason who plays the spot, isn't there? Jason sure. Schwartzman. That sounds familiar, but I know James Franco is. James Franco would have been an interesting choice. That would have been. He would have been a choice. bit too. Full of, James Franco always comes across as full of himself. I think he would have been, mm. yeah, I don't have know. Have you seen 127 Hours? No. <gasps> the first time I've gone <gasps> on the podcast. Only because I know the plot and I'm like, mm, I don't know if I could watch that. I think you should. Mm? I think you I should. I that to our Because it's, spoiler alert for 127 Hours, it only gets gross towards the end. It's only at the end, is it? Okay. Yeah. So it's yeah. not that bad throughout the start and the middle. It's more just towards the end. I know I had to cover my eyes a little bit. Yeah. Sorry, this is a tangent. We'll go back to bring it no, on. It's fine. Um, <laughs> yeah, that movie seems pretty harmless to me. Well. <laughs> <laughs> Your face when you realised. <laughs> it won't hurt Yeah, It's harmless. <sighs> that was amazing. Thank you. That was I'll actually that. amazing. Um, back to bring it on. Back the movie to- was actually adapted for a stage show in 2011. Which story about that? Ooh, yeah, bring it on. I I saw the musical before I watched this movie, of course. Uh-huh. And bring it on was the first production I ever saw in 
Colac. Hey. So really, it was one of the ones that started my interest in theater for theater because I hadn't, I hadn't watched too. I don't think I'd watched many before because when I was living in Warrnambool, we had the Lighthouse Theater, but that was for like, yeah, like bigger stuff, yeah, and yeah. we just never went because. Um, there wasn't anything there of my interest, but then we had to go for, because of school. Yeah. And then I watched it and I was just like, oh, yeah, that's pretty cool. <laughs> there was one joke that st- st- sticks in my head from it and it was something about like a a horse, like someone's horse is knocking out of the barn door gates, but it was like a dick joke. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, so question, with the stage show. Yeah. The song at the start of the movie, does that feature in the stage show? I was in year five. Yeah, I really remember. I can't remember much except for that dick I'll joke. i to check that. Cause, <laughs> so, um, but it was actually uh, Hamilton creator Lin-Manuel Miranda helped get it into a stage show. He wrote all the music for the show and earned two oh. Tony nominations for Best Musical and Best Choreography for I didn't it. know he did stuff like that far back. Yeah. Like Jeez. that was um, – and one last little fact, which I found really interesting and some other people might not, but – um, the screenwriter credited Tom Hanks with helping the film pick up steam when she was trying to sell the script in the late 90s. What did Tom do? Um, he must have just really liked the script and helped shop it around. Okay. The soundtrack actually ended up on his record label, Playtone Records, which then made wait, me go, wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. Tom Hanks has a record label. Didn't know that. Did you know that? No. Nah. What did he sing? No, no, he didn't sing it. He must just own the record label. The, oh. Yeah. Oh. Like a record producer, which... Never knew. So now I need I need to go and search Playtone Records the and find out. Thing to that would be that movie that I haven't seen, where he's like a host or a mu- uh, music person. That thing you do. Oh, that thing you do. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Um. Huh. There you go. Tom Hanks just must like cheerleading. Never so, Playtone Records is actually. Um, Named after the fictional fictional record company in that thing you do. Ah. Um and he actually wrote and directed that thing you do, Tom. I Hanks. knew that. Um and it also uses the same company logo, so that's where it came from. But it doesn't I can't find anywhere here what, who else he's got signed to that label. But that's um that's the soundtrack was released through that label, which is really cool. All right. Final thoughts, overarching thoughts on this film, Josh. It was it was a good time. However, I don't know if it has the full charm. I talked about this in the Frighteners episode of some movies having I the charm. I wonder if it's, again, because this is such a movie of its time, I'm starting to wonder if the charm is something to do with that because you tend to not find, like, movies that no, seem but to like, have that see, charm seem to be able to outlast. No, but see, like, I love 10 Things I Hate About You and that has the charm for me. Yeah, but that's probably so, not, again, 10 Things I Hate About You, you could probably make that now and it not be... Out of place. Whereas this, I like. As we said, there's a lot of lot, there's a lot of problematic stuff in this movie. I, like, again, don't get me wrong. I love this movie, mm-hmm. and it is a regular watch in our house. But there is a lot of problematic stuff in it. Um, yeah, I don't. And know. And maybe that that contributes to it. I don't know. Maybe it's a thing of its time thing. I don't know. But yeah, I know what you're saying it doesn't have that same charm that you know, say a Back to the Future has. Yeah. Yeah. No, I don't know. I mean, look, I enjoyed it. I had fun watching it. I laughed a fair <laughs> bit. But yeah, I don't know. I'd recommend it to, um, I mean, there is a musical of it too, so I'll recommend it to anyone who's into musicals because yeah. then if you are in, if you don't, or if you don't like movies, you can just go watch the, 
the musical version true? anyways. I'm actually, I would be keen to see the musical now because I've not seen it. I'm interested to go back and watch it too. Actually, Just because I, I want to laugh on the dick joke. I wonder, hey, well, maybe maybe bring it on the musicals one for, for Red Door for 2024. I, I don't know if we've already done it. No, I don't. it was no. Trinity who did the one Trinity that I've done it. I, Trinity have done it once or twice, but I don't reckon Red Door ever has. Maybe for a senior musical. I know Zoe's hmm. in the process of working out 2024 at the moment. Maybe if, Hudge, if you're listening. Maybe that's the way you could go. I, I'm still push, I'm pushing you to do Rocky Chris Horror. as Torrance. Yes! <laughs> uh, I think you'll find that James Twaits would end up being Torrance, so he would fight oh, for that, let's be honest. Bugger it. I can, you can see him, though. You can see him doing that straight away. Yeah. Um, no, I'm pushing Hudgel to do Rocky Horror. That's... You're the choreographer. Chore- oh, yes. <laughs> yes. 100%. Yes. If she does, if Red Door ever does bring it on, I would be the choreographer if... Hey, that character might be different in the stage, though. Who knows? Oh, yeah, true. Hopefully it's not. All right. Anyway. As we get ready to wrap it up, Josh, can you review this movie in one sentence? Um, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, let me think about it. It's, hmm, it's full of that 2000s, like, I don't know. I can't, I can't find one for this. Um, Usually I'm quick on the money with these. But I would say, uh. Well, it's a cheerleading movie. We know an, that. An overly horny teen comedy I wouldn't with say some o- with some good life messages. I wouldn't say overly. No, but it is like it. It's <laughs> like even the part where like they're lifting, like they're at the football game, and he lifts her up, and he's diddling her. Oh, okay, under her skirt. okay, okay. That I forgot to. And that, that should have been in our things that you shouldn't fu- do anymore, and the WTF moment yeah, because I, that's that like, happened again, in my sec- brain for sexual assault, really. Like, and they laugh it off. Yeah. Um, no. Like it's. Yeah, like that's what I mean. There's little bits like that that you probably that sort of almost go and you're like, wait, no, that's sexually inappropriate. Stop that. Yeah, no, um, that's a no go. But that would be my why my one sentence would be like it's um, inappropriately horny teen comedy with some really good life messages. Yep, there you go. You win this week. That one was the one. Thank you. Thank that you, one thank was you very the much. One. We're gonna wrap it up there. We'll be back next week. Uh, we've got some special guests lined up, hopefully for some episodes coming up, because mm-hmm. um, we need to try and fill the gap of Geordie while she's not here. Yeah, we've still uh, got a we've still got a fair few. We've more got a on we've our got list. a fair list to get through. And look, if we can get some guests that want to join us on a couple of those episodes, I know we've got a couple that are sniffing around the list. I think to to come in and join us in the studio. So. Mm. Um, Keep us in check. Keep us in line. Yeah, true. Um, um, don't forget that if you've got any more recommendations yes. for us to watch to see if we have seen them or not, shoot them through. Shoot them through. Jump on the on the Facebook page on on the creative Facebook page on the Instagram. Let us know um, if you're working on musical stingers. Please, please let us know. <laughs> We're desperate for them at this point. I don't want to hear Chris. I'm ki- I'm kidding. I'm no, kidding. I don't I'm either. Kidding. I'm I'm, all, I'm in I'm in camp. No more from me. So <laughs> someone put something together. We'll wrap it up there. We'll be back next week for another episode of It's About Time You Watch This. You've been listening to It's About Time You Watch This, a creative podcast.